0: i forgot it's that stupid button again but since it's up if you're not yet a subscriber hit that button and ring the bell hey youtubers and friends how you doing tonight we have the crew of the wild ranger with us we have vernon gary our friend from new england brian but We'll get right to the show and quit messing around and get right to the meat of it all. So don't go away. Hey YouTubers and friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess, Gano, the Treasure Vixens, and I. Gano.
1: Have YouTuber on Vern mute YouTube.
2: Well, look, we made a buck already. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh
3: wow. wow! Hey, hello everybody. I think we're live. Oh yeah! us in again. <sighs> you know, actually, we've been live for a little while. He's very sneaky. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, I I started doing that with you guys because you. You would be yelling in my ear and saying all kinds of stuff like Dano Balls and this and that. Well, getting you know, me to crack up before I go live. So it's the season for balls. Well, Dano balls are world famous now.
2: <laughs> Everyone wants a dozen of them. <laughs> Everyone wants a dozen of them.
1: Come and sacks a two.
0: Oh,
3: they're delicious!
0: You know,
2: Dano balls are just Christmas treats. They're uh, cookies. Yeah, wow. uh,
3: we got some uh, Buckeye balls. Here. Our our special special guest Brian Wilder uh, from Massachusetts. Are you from Massachusetts or Maine? He's I'm a asshole through he's and through. A okay. He's a asshole. and and we got Gary Simpson. From the Wild Ranger and the captain of the Wild Ranger, the one and only Vernon Atkins. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Hey, doing, doing well. Good.
4: Doing well.
3: Good. So give us a second while we say hello to our, our cat here because they're they're really important to us. I mean, they really are important to us. You know, and if, if, if you're watching, if you guys are watching on YouTube and you see some of your friends on there, shout them out. Shout them out. Yeah, uh, I see. Kept Valley Diggers. How are you? That's a new name. Adventure oh, he's been a... around. He's been three, around. Two, I... or more. Yeah. Uh, Richard Day.
2: Oh, there she is. She never misses one.
3: No. Three nugget tears. Oh man, it's just oh. North
2: Carolina. Saw... There he is. Go ahead, how Brian.
3: We
0: even have Bob Drake, or I mean, um. There's Ray I, Russo. Uh, Bob McCoy in here yeah, tonight. Yeah, I see Bob
3: there. Right on. Yeah. Roger James, how are you? Ooh, I'm oh, Ryan's go? here
0: Brian, too. Dear.
2: What's up, Ryan?
0: Vendetta, <laughs> thanks for the other super chat. Appreciate it.
2: Jesse even called in.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's up tonight, buddy? Good to see you, Ryan.
3: Mark Miller. Otis, what's up, Otis?
0: Otis,
1: there's a package coming your way, brother.
3: All right.
1: There. Ryan, what's up? Benzo. Benzo's here. What's up, Benzo? Oh, and, and
0: you know what? Tonight
3: er, was in early.
0: That he was. Well, yeah. He wasn't in before we went live, but he definitely got in there once we started rolling live. I know no, that. No, he I... was
3: in before. He was in before eight o'clock. I saw. Oh, him he later. was. Congratulations, yes, sir. Sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, it's a good time. You'll get a brownie point for that, buddy. Yeah. You get
2: a free dental
0: ball. <laughs> <laughs> but only one. One. Yeah, one, yeah. one Dano ball, so make it last. A super
3: chat the other one. A uniball. Vernon, don't, don't mind us. Um, <laughs> Dan-o's, Dano's balls have traveled the country, have been in the mouths of many a prospector, and, and they're just loved the world over. So maybe you'll get lucky and get one yourself. Me too. <laughs>
1: I can hardly wait. Yeah. You just never know. Dano Claus works in mysterious ways.
3: Yeah. Brian, Brian, you made his balls. Right?
0: They're they're oh, peanut yeah, they're butter delicious. and chocolate. They look like a buckeye. And they're delicious. AKA Buckeye. They're better God. than my Reese's peanut butter cups.
2: Yeah, it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup ball. But, but better. Batter. But better.
0: And I think he infused some with some booze this year. Boo. Boo. Nice. You guys
6: are talking about like food, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Food. You're about Candy.
5: Food.
6: <laughs> Sweets. We're we're not talking
0: about his dinglers.
2: Okay. Okay. Good. You know,
3: you know what Buckeyes are, right?
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buc- it's a peanut butter ball dipped in chocolate. <laughs> right. Yeah, them, them boys, them boys out west like to call them Dano balls. So we went with it. At least the guys <laughs> on the
0: Yuba River do, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Danoballs balls with a Z.
1: They, they go to Vermont, oh, they go to Maine, man. they go to California, they go to Washington and Oregon. Right. Someday in a town near
3: you. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi, Rose. Rose wants to know what kind of booze, Daniel. Well, I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. I, okay.
1: I, I,
0: okay. You'll have to guess, Rose. You'll have to Yes, uh, we we have a friend who had surgery. You yes, want to did. talk
3: about Raven? Raven, our friend Raven, and Smackerock. Yep, good old uh, Skipperock. Skip rock, uh, rock I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He knows I am. Yeah, yeah, she was in surgery here last month, which is why we haven't seen her in the chat room for for about a month. I think last week was her first time. She's okay. She's healing. She's doing well. Just keep in your thoughts and prayers, and I'm sure she'll be her her moody self. <laughs> <As> <laughs> child, well, I
0: you hope know, she has a speedy recovery. She, uh, she will, and you know she's a
3: witch, so. Well,
0: she'll that's between her and whoever. So yeah, right. <laughs> it ain't my job to judge. So. I wasn't judging. No, right. I I I didn't out. say that.
6: Sure, he, you say
0: fine. some of the things I do as witchy's, like yeah. my pendulum and my witch sticks. Right.
6: Yeah, one plus one too, but we won't talk about that.
0: That's the devil's doing.
6: <laughs> but she wasn't on the devil side though. It's just. You
0: know. No, uh,
3: my my sister in law, my wife's uh, older sister, was a witch, a wicked. Wiccan,
5: mm,
3: mm, mm, but, you know, so you know, she was cool. Everybody's strange. To each their own. we're not here to talk about that. No
0: politics know. nor religion.
3: Nope, right, right. No politics, no religion. We're politics.
6: Yep, that's a bummer. I was going to wear my Trump hat, but
3: oh, you could have wore it, but that, you know, that's up to you. I have no problem <laughs> with it. <laughs> we just don't talk about that here we talk about things like uh mm-hmm. treasure hunting gold yeah,
6: that's what we you love know? to
3: do yeah uh nice. I, how long have you been with with verne gary
6: uh i started uh, last winter with him last done winter. the season and uh since then i've been with him so i did the entire winter season and then uh the entire summer this 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 season
3: oh that's cool so what did you do before were you a miner?
6: Oh yeah, miner. Yeah, pretty much. I've been doing it since I've been 10 years old.
3: Oh yeah. What kind of mining?
6: Uh placer. Doing placer <laughs> up in California. We you know, there's there's laws against it, but we still mine up there. Uh, you know, we, we get back so far in there that we're uh, you know, we're pretty much off the grid. You know, we're way we're way down in there. We don't have to worry about the uh, the forestry and anything coming in there. <laughs> I mean, and and mm-hmm. to be honest, they probably know we're in there. But there ain't no way they're coming down there to get us out of there. It would cost them more than a two thousand dollar fine to send people, you know, in there to to you know to ticket us. So they they just leave us alone, basically. Where we're right. at, we've seen in the, in the last thirty years, we've seen probably maybe five people come down in there. So yeah. You know, we just got
3: we ourselves just got back from California. We were we had uh, some friends host us out there while we were there. And just to get back to where we were at, that's a lot of work. I mean, yeah. and you know, and I'm sure we were nowhere <laughs> deep in, deep into the canyons as you probably go. You know, no, we're,
6: we're flatlanders,
1: wait. Jesse. We're flatlanders, dude.
6: <laughs> we're so far back in there that I mean we we but you know, years ago we literally cut uh A T V trails in there by hand, you know, about I don't know, three miles over the mountain, but uh I mean we've done a lot. I mean we're we're like I said we're so far in there ain't nobody comes back in there.
3: Right. Yeah we were
6: were... even walk down in there, let alone carry equipment in there. I don't Uh, know what the hell
0: David Villa wants to know. He's he's from the Big Valley just like you, Gary. He he wants to know when he gets his hush money.
6: Yeah, really, huh? You,
0: you know what they say, David <laughs> snitches don't end up with stitches, they end up in ditches.
5: <laughs>
6: yeah, you know, honestly, I'm not even worried about it. I'm not going to tell you where it's at because, but uh, I'm not even worried about it. Like I said, it's so far in there that there's nobody crazy enough to go in there except for us. And I mean, I, th- I think we're pretty loony to play. Oh,
0: you do. don't know our friend Gary Two Toes. oh Oh, you might though you might
6: why do they call him two
0: toes because he's an old billy goat and he Um, he puts young kids like Jesse to shame
3: Uh, yeah there's younger kids I have a hard time keeping up with this old man
6: Uh, the the, the thing about California is is it's been worked so hard that you you've really got to go to these places that's so remote you know what I mean and, you know, a lot of yes. them, even though they might say it nowadays, they don't really take it to the extreme like we do. But uh, that's why we've had such good luck is because we're not worried about, you know, doing to work to get in there. Well, right. the you're same true
0: good. now more than ever than as it was before. The better gold is where it's harder to get to in the gold country.
6: Definitely. And when you're mining in California, you need to go to those places you, well, you know, know where
1: gary took us all together combined we got an ounce and a quarter that day metal detecting
0: yeah where Gary took us. <laughs> yeah all detecting and cracks
6: yep. yep
2: tell them some of the big ones you got there gary
6: well we've got some really nice ones i mean I, i've got pictures i don't know if i can send them but uh yeah we uh, we found uh actually me my brother and my dad all found three ounce nuggets before on this this collection. man and then everything we found is usually uh you know a gramming up i mean there's no fine gold on it because the water is rushing so fast but uh, everything we found is gramming and up and most of it we find in, in quartz veins it runs across the river it's uh you know it's just jagged it's it's not that gold has an attraction to quartz it's just uh, the quartz is really jagged and uh that's where it ends up so when we're we're dredging up the river you know when we see a quartz vein coming across the, uh, from the bank into the river we pretty much know you know, that that's that where, you know, we're going to be finding gold. So that's something for us to look forward to. Okay. Yeah, out of about 300 ounces of nuggets, we we've, we've only found probably, I don't know, maybe an ounce of fine gold. Yeah,
3: so, mostly nuggets, yeah. Well, you know, in, for, for us here in Ohio, you know, we're in Ohio, and that's all we find is fine gold. Fine gold, yeah. The occasional I, I found
0: three pickers. pickers today in Ohio, or this year in Ohio. Wow. Well, but my biggest gold was on the Klamath River.
3: Well, we know we can find pickers there, but the majority of what we find here is fine gold. Fly so poo. We, we prospect. poop. For that, you I know. know.
0: I I just feel argumentative with you, Jesse. What else is
3: you, Ed? <laughs> that's
0: that's <laughs> nothing new. Ed was a
1: female in his previous life. He likes. No. he was.
6: <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Brian know about all that fine gold, man. We, we found a lot of fine gold oh, in. Them, you know, wasn't, that Feingold. was.
3: Well, well, as you as you can imagine, I I do follow Brian. He's a friend of ours. We we. We've uh, prospected together and hung out and stuff. So yeah, I was following his videos and, Brian, you're throwing a lot of gold away there, dude. <laughs> it, may, it may not seem like a lot to you, but to us, that's a lot of gold, dude.
0: You know,
2: I'll just throw it back in the river. I don't even
0: care. You know, I just right, get it up. right, right. <laughs> Brian. Uh, Brian, it all adds up. It all, right, adds, it all up. adds
2: up.
3: They can't uh, always
0: they be can't those nuggets you find in me.
3: Right. Uh, I got a question for Vern from uh Alan. Alan's gold mining. Uh you found gold on the Yukon River. Ever thought about going back to mine it?
4: No. no. <laughs> answer, <laughs> answer is no. The the main river, um down where we where i mean in some places it's a mile wide um uh there's gold there but it's mixed in with a lot a lot a lot of dirt uh you got to get up in the creeks and uh, i know there's um especially around the uh, village of ruby uh, there's a creek that flows into the river there and up that uh, that creek Uh, in Mm -hmm. days past it was one of the richest mining districts in the state of alaska and a friend of mine found the biggest nugget ever found up in that what it's called the uh, rich, uh, the ruby poor man district but it was uh a few miles up the creek and my permit um wouldn't let me go up the creek i could only dredge on the main river so we um we dredged uh, around where the creeks would flow into the river and we got a little bit of gold uh enough to make it interesting but um Doing it that way, it would not be worthwhile. Um, so the answer is no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all about Gnome. I know where the gold is here. I only got one lifetime and not too much longer left in this one, probably. So i just make my stand right here in Nome. i leave the Yukon River with some other people. Right. If
3: it's working for you, why not, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Ray Rousseau says, is that is that the ruby nugget? Is that what they call it?
4: Uh, well, it was... Um, Let's see, um, Barry Clay found it. I don't know what they call it, but it was the biggest one found in the state. And now he's mining up here in Nome or outside Nome up by the Cougar Rock River. In uh, the last summer, Jerry and Brian and I uh, went past his operation up there and he's quite got quite a large uh, uh, operation up there uh, on the uh, Cougar Rock River. So he is not even there in Ruby anymore. Although his claim is for sale, the one he's got in Ruby is for sale. If anybody's interested, there's still gold there, but he prefers it up here.
3: So are you from Nome? Where are you from? Bert?
4: Now, I you was born in Nome? Mobile, but I, I never lived in Mobile, but for about a year when I was a baby. And
5: oh. I grew up
4: in the Southeastern part of the country, Georgia, South Carolina. Okay. Um, and then um, I've been traveling since I was about 17. And I worked the Marine all over the world and kind of washed up here in um, Alaska. My ship was running into Valdez. I was captain on a tiger running into Valdez. And then I got hooked up with the ship's pilots and moved up here to pilot ships uh, back in 93. Uh, and so uh, I've been up here uh, living here Since 93, but I was running into Alaska for several years before that on ships.
3: Uh, I remember hearing that uh, in the beginning of the the, when you started doing the shows. I remember hearing that part of your history. What, what, uh, I don't remember what got you into gold.
4: Well, I've always, um, I've always realized that gold is real money and that paper money is just, I mean, like all fiat (laughs) currencies, uh, sooner or later it reaches the true value which is probably about what it's worth as toilet paper so um i'd always intended to take part of my payoff and buy gold with it but guess what i never did uh so i eventually there came a time when um, i got so disgusted with the present system I, I remember sitting in the airport in 2010 watching some idiot on television talking about the economy and blah 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 i got so disgusted I diverted. I was coming back from Kodiak heading to Homer. I diverted and went to um, Nome, came up here to Nome and bought myself a dredge because I decided um, I wanted to get some some real gold off the bottom of the ocean that belonged to me personally that I could hold in my hot little hand. And to hell with all that paper money. I don't trust the government. I don't trust the Federal Reserve, and I, I don't trust paper money. So I decided to get some of the real stuff for myself. So that's a basically basically why uh, I came up here.
3: So your your first season, that uh, if I remember correctly, that was a pretty rough season for you.
4: Oh yeah, uh, about three quarters of an ounce, I think was my take. Yeah, and then uh, a- I mean there was a little bit of thieving going on, and a lot of uh, people didn't know what they all they were doing, one thing or another, including me in that respect. But I mean you can't come up here and uh, uh expect to just cut a fat hog and the ass for first season it doesn't work that way you well, gotta go you through know, a learning curve
3: right it's and like sitting know, down that, and that doesn't work for us either you know coming on like like with me coming on uh and trying to do this thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna buy some gold and i'm gonna fill a jar up and i'm in ohio you know, so,
5: <laughs>
3: you know, so, yeah, you learn real quick that w- w- what you see on TV is not what, not reality, first of all, you yeah.
4: know. Yeah, you got to, it boils down to, um, perseverance. Right. And then plus, you got to have a brain to kind of figure this crap out. That helps. But if you can, and, and then you also got to have, um, uh, some deep pockets if you want to do it on, on any kind of a scale, um. And so if you can stick with it long enough and get it figured out, it's like playing poker. Sooner sure. or later, you learn what the rules are and uh, how to play the game. My, my man, Gary, he's pretty much an expert. He's, he he makes more money playing poker up here in Norman than he does gold mining. Wow. But, but, uh, <laughs> but I guarantee you, the first time he ever sat down at a poker table, he didn't win. Well, so no, same, right. same, same thing with any business, really. you got to – you gotta make your bones. You gotta put in the time. You gotta do the work and figure it out. And then if you know if you have way smart, you get better at it as you go along.
3: Well, that might have been his problem right off the bat. He probably won the first time and, and he got sucked right into it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, he's also playing for an audience. He's got a good looking audience up here that they think he's some kind of a poker table hero. So that keeps him motivated, I think.
6: Yeah.
3: Well, it doesn't sound like too much. It doesn't sound like too many of them are, are female, though.
4: No, this particular one was a female, come oh. to think of it.
2: Uh, <laughs> you ladies no, Gary is single, ready to mingle. <laughs> okay. I'll
6: be back in May soon.
4: Yeah, he's a mingler, that's for damn sure. No. <laughs> but he's a dredger also. Ah, uh, him and Brian both, they got into some really good gold. And i tell you what, it just – I mean, there was one time in particular, Gary was down there, and it was like yippee-ki-yay, the best gold he would ever seen. And i tell you what, I've been waiting a long time to hear that. I mean, you know, back right, here on the right. back bench, beat my head against the wall for 10 years. And then finally, I got the – I bought a 375-acre lease track at an auction sale earlier in the year. Finally got the permits towards the end of summer. Took us a while to get out there on it. A friend of mine dressed it last summer and he gave me some coordinates. We went out there, dropped down on top of it, and within a couple of hours, we were into some of the best gold I've ever seen. Oh, and and pretty much stayed on it for a while. So believe me, we got that we got that spot bookmarked. And if that ice is right this winter and if we can get out that far, we're going to drop right down on top of it and we're going to cone it jack
3: oh so did you just did you just uh, give us a little hint of what was going to be happening for this winter Brian? well i mean be- it, it,
4: it's no it's no secret i mean i'm going to be up here those guys they're welcome to come they tell me they might they're telling me they tell me they might come i don't know it depends on uh, what kind of uh, stuff they got a lot of people can't cut it up here no. i don't know right, about well, I, don't,
3: I don't know when you I said know- that, <laughs> when you said that oh Brian's head goes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he got.
5: Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> I really hate the cold. I love the diving. When you got the hot water and yeah, you know, it's fine when you're diving. But you're waiting off. to dive—that's part that sucks.
6: <laughs> no, under under the ice is easier than summer. It really yeah. is. The only don't bad part under the ice is when you come up. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I,
3: from from looking at Vern's uh,
4: shit, you got somebody here.
3: I mean that seems pretty yeah, I, I got you know.
4: somebody calling me they keep calling me I'm
3: sorry. Okay, oh okay
4: I'm, I'm clear now somebody somebody uh, keeps calling me I think I got them shut off but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that's um in the wintertime um uh, a lot of people like it I've only been down under the ice once I got holes on my eardrums and but it, it's like a crystal cathedral down there it's it um, like it. it's beautiful. And I'm
3: sure, I'm sure the, the, what we see on TV is nowhere near what it, what it actually looks like under there. You know, mm-hmm. I get that part. And it, it kind of sucks. But, yeah, uh,
4: yeah.
3: Brian, you, uh, what did you think about dredging under there and seeing that gold come up like that, being able to, just see puddles and streams flowing up the nozzle.
2: Man, it, it was crazy. Uh, just like Gary, uh, when Gary was finished doing his dive, uh, you know, he left the nozzle right there, and I went down, and I just picked it up. As soon as I hit the hit the dirt right there, you could just see it, the gold just falling down into the nozzle. I mean, just crystals of gold just go. I'm like, holy shit. I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. Not, that was <laughs> I mean, there's no i mean i I picked up plenty of nuggets off the bottom and yeah you get excited but when it's just continuously falling into the nozzle like that fine oh dough, yeah it's just, you know, there's no, That's, there's no like it, you
3: know? i can imagine well i can't imagine i can't wait yeah, to no, do it,
2: it. it was crazy no. uh yeah I, I can't wait to go back and do it again i mean uh, just just seeing all that gold in there you just get so excited and you don't even know how long you're dredging you know the next thing you know people are pulling you out because they want their turn you know <laughs> right and,
3: and, and you know you know me i i haven't dredged that much i just learned not too long ago and you know you, you've heard me tell that story about how i was underwater you know the whole time didn't even realize i was down there ran a whole tank of gas you know i'm wow <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so let me tell you what? four hours into the water is full trail of gold go up in the nozzle
6: how cool would that be? Yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah I, That we I, spend is like no time at all. Whenever you, we spend four to five, five hours, and a lot of people think that's a long time. But when you're seeing gold like that, you don't want to come up, even after five hours, even though you know you're you're exhausted. But when you see gold like that, you don't want to come up. You want to just stay down there, you know. But you know you got to come up because yeah, I mean, th- then you start getting into a risk factor, you know. When you start right,
4: right, you still gotta yeah. stay safe, you yeah. yeah. um, well, right, speaking of all that, I mean, I think it was right after um, Brian got onto that good gold, um, we pulled him up and took the mask off and he had blood squirting from every orifice uh, <laughs> north of his uh, belly button. Uh, his ears were squirting. It was coming out of his eyeballs and his nose. And it was like, it was, it was like out of a horror flick out of the Night of the Walking Dead. And then he starts wiping everything of it off, and he says, oh, it's nothing. I'm okay. I'll go back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, that?
5: No, hand, no,
4: no, no, I said, no, 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 you won't. You'll go to the hospital. That's what you'll do. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, no permanent damage done, but I saw the pictures they took on the inside of his ears. It looked like bloody hamburger meat that somebody had thrown down his ear canal. So oh, we well. had to keep him out of the water for a while. It didn't rupture anything, but it messed him up pretty you know, so he couldn't dive for the rest of the season. But he took care of everything topside, just first class. And plus, uh, he was uh, keeping us well fed. I mean, the guy's an executive chef in yeah. real real life. And so uh, between um, him doing the tending and managing the topside operation, uh we pretty much gave him a full share. Actually, I think a couple of times he, he made more than the uh, – than the divers did. So um, I wanted to keep them around. You know, we got good people. You got to take care of them.
3: Oh, yeah. So what caused that? What caused that, Brian?
2: Uh, it was just the pressure. Uh, I think we were down like 28 feet or so. And then, you know, when the waves come up and the tide comes up, it's just, there's, there's a, just a lot of pressure on you at that depth. And uh, I think what happened was when I was going down, I must have had a cold or, you know, uh, my sinuses were, were stuffy or something. And so I'm not used to a full face mask either. So the problem is like when I usually dredge, I can just squeeze my nose because I got the, you know, just right. the, not a full face mask on. Squeeze your nose, you blow and your ears are fine. But with the full face, you, you can't, you can't touch your nose because that whole glass thing's there. So, you know, I was trying to yawn and, and you know, trying to, to chew and try to pop my ears, but I guess they never fully popped. And what happened was I got barotrauma, just like fluid builds up on the inside of your ears because there's too much pressure. And then just my sinuses and everything when I came up, all that pressure when you're coming up. I mean, I didn't come up fast. I came up nice and slow and easy because you don't want to come up too fast because then you really right. mess yourself up. Yeah. And, uh, no, there was no emergency. I just came up nice and slow as usual, but just being down for so long at that amount of pressure, it really messes you up. Well, at least mess me up. With uh, just my sinuses were bleeding. My ears were bleeding.
6: You know, uh, you I think know. They, they say now, don't don't quote me on this, because they, the divers, they don't do this. But uh, I found that, you know, when I was diving even deeper, 40, 50 feet, you take decongestant before you dive. And right. it really did help. It helped me. So, I mean, you know, it's something to think about, but they think you shouldn't do it. But I really don't see any harm in it. And it, it did help me whenever I was, in, you know, in more deeper water. So what, what <laughs> did
4: you do, Gary? What did you do? I, you I, blew.
6: Take a decongestant, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's always good.
4: I mean, that's always good. That opens up those sinuses. And then I really think probably uh, what happened with Brian more than anything else is he wasn't able to clear his ears, equalize his ears. And those those full face masks, there's a rubber plug there under your nose. You got to jam it up into your nose and blow. It's difficult to do. And he wasn't well trained on the use of that mask. And yeah. I believe that's what caused the problem. But hopefully that'll never happen again.
6: There's a special technique you can do. You, you'll, you'll hear me down under when I go down, you'll hear me doing it, but there's a special technique you can do where you don't have to plug your nose. It's uh, just, it, it, it takes a little bit to learn, but once you know it, that's what I do to clear my ears. And you know, you, you might hear funny sounds. that sounds like, kind of sound like a pig, <laughs>
2: Over the box they start hearing these funny noises, yeah <laughs> so I got another question here
3: so I got another question for for Vern from uh, three nuggeteers uh where is a good place to stay in Nome for a couple of weeks going on vacation in 2022
4: Well, that's the uh sixty four thousand dollar question. there is no place <laughs> around here. Real estate, a place to stay is very, very hard to find. Hotels are expensive as hell. Um, You know, in days past, you could put a tent on the beach down on West Beach and nobody bothered you. And some people still do that. Um, But it's really difficult to find a good place to stay around here. Uh, I've got a, finally bought a compound outside of town out there that's got uh, space for tents and I got some uh, a cabin and an RV and some things like that but um I guess if if a friend of mine was going to come up here and he didn't mind living in the rough I'd say get yourself uh, uh like uh, we use those uh, uh insulated uh, igloo um ice fishing tents you get one that's a uh, one of the ones we have is about a footprint about eight square feet and they're pretty easy to eat and set it up on the damn beach down there and wait for somebody to tell you to move it and then by Um, then you'll probably be about ready to go anyway (laughs) and uh, you can buy them for a few hundred dollars and uh, just uh, camp out Um, yeah just camp out on the beach and uh, I mean it's supposedly illegal but people do it and nobody really pays much attention to the law around here, anyhow. So uh, I think a person could get away with it for uh, quite a while. Matter of fact, one of the guys we have working for us, uh, a guy named uh, um, uh, Kyle, uh, what was that guy's name? Ty- whatever, Kyle, I think it was.
5: Tyler, he
4: lived on I- the downbeat. beach.
2: What was it? I think
4: it was, was Tyler. It? Or- yeah, was Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, yeah, Tyler. Uh, he lived on the beach down there the entire damn summer. He had a little kickback, a little tent, whatnot. Guys would throw up uh, plywood shack. Used to, they'd make um, what they call pallet pa- uh, pallets. Just pick up a bunch of pallets and put them together and tarp over them, and you've got yourself a little habitat. Um, there's ways of doing it if you don't mind uh, not having indoor facilities, running water and all of that sort of stuff. Go no service.
6: <laughs> when I first got down there, I got off the plane with a backpack on my back and very little money in my my pocket. But anyway, I, I walked down the beach and I found the same cabin that uh, Emily Rydell stayed in when she first got there. As a matter of fact, it's on the TV show. And, right. Uh, I went in and I, I remodeled it you know, the best I could, and I stayed in that thing for I think about a month and a half, two months before yeah, I,
4: yeah.
6: I got on the, the synergy, one of the biggest dredges in Nome, and started working and found the place. It,
4: yeah yeah just an old broke down shack on the beach there's a few of them down there if you find one that nobody's living it. and i think he actually you found an old pair of skivvies over in the corner that you you still have dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, you gotta reuse what you gotta know
2: skivvies are hard to come by and know
4: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's the way I would do it if I, if I came up, just like Gary did, and that people ask me all the time, I mean they're hyperventilate about you know how, how, what am I going to where am I going to do what Gary did? Get on a friggin plane, get your ass on up here and do it. make it happen So,
3: so the majority of the people that that are there that weren't born there, is that how they get there?
4: Uh, a lot of them, yeah. Uh, they they just decide to hell with it. I'm gonna make the leap. I'm gonna get myself a plane ticket and fly up here and see what happens. If you got some kind of skills, if you're a mechanic or a welder, um, you'll be in demand. You can find some work. And yeah. then other than that, um, if you wanna go dredging, you just start spooking around talking to the, the dredgers and sooner or later you'll find somebody that's gonna need a tender or a diver and that's how you get started. You got to get started on the bottom, living in a damn tent or a shack on the beach and kind of work your way up from there.
6: But be prepared okay. for a lot of toughness, a lot of tough, mm-hmm. hard time, because it's not easy. Trust me. Right. Oh, I bet. So i you, you have that grizzly go to
2: his tent. If you're right on the beach, though, the grizzlies will come right up to you. They, uh, they had to shoot them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those grizzlies look, look them right up, and uh, you know, 'cause you got all your food in your tent and, and stuff. Yeah. Right
0: now, do they end up having a barbecue with that, or what? <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't know. Everybody on yeah, the R walk- fifteen is shot.
4: Of- <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brian. Brian's have hyperventilating about that. There are grizzlies down there. Brown bear down there. We we call them brown bear around here. Uh, but since I've been here, I haven't actually heard of them. Uh, well, I actually, no, no, not on the beach anyway. Uh, the guy used to be the uh, fire chief here, Down there, got ate up with, by one here, seven or eight years ago. But um, yeah, there's nothing to mess around with, but um, uh, it's not like it's an everyday occurrence. You go way on down West Beach and you're likely to see a couple of bears, but in closer to town, uh, uh, I haven't seen one close to town personally. But you go 12 or 15 miles down the beach, yeah, I've seen a bunch of them down there.
3: That Sounds like that's close enough for Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: really wanted to see one. I, I never saw one. Uh, I was hoping to see one, but
6: never did. Oh, I've seen them down there, right on the beach. Well, go, the down down that, uh, go down there.
4: Go down okay. to the other side of Cripp- Brian. Go down to the other side of Cripple Creek.
5: Yeah.
4: Set up your tent get a big pan and start cooking some bacon <laughs> and <then laughs> crawling and sleeping it back and see what happens.
3: No, thank you.
4: Uh, yeah, I'll pass.
3: So now that, now that, uh, uh, Brian swept up your gold room floor, probably for the first time you've ever done that. Uh, what do you think of what he found?
4: <laughs> well, I mean, good for them. I mean, I'm glad somebody finally swept the damn floor. Maybe I'll say a look. <laughs> Sweeping
2: more often, and it, uh, it's kind of rewarding. Actually, I got that gold right here in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm give it away. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's still in uh, a bag that I got from the gas station, because I'm sick of smelling <laughs> like diesel. I, I was uh, the one who always filling up the heaters at night with diesel, and the motor saw so always smelled like diesel. So, I was, I saw these little gloves at the gas station. There, so I grabbed some, and that's all we had. So I put the floor gold in the, the glove bag.
6: Oh, you got it right uh, there.
2: Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, this is exactly. I threw it in there and haven't played with it since. But where's where's cut? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much is in there. I mean, I see gold in it. Um, it's whatever was in that video we got right here uh, in right. that.
4: That was <laughs> <well>. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you can't get it all. I mean, no doubt. I I know that old trailer I used to live in up on Murder Hill. That's what I lived in when I first came here. I paid like $2,000 for this old trailer that was just a total wipeout mess. All kind of fungus rot and black mold <laughs> and crap inside it. I lived in that thing for, I don't know, five or six years. <clears throat> and one day, a friend of mine's wife was sitting there on a little porch in front of the place and looked down and she said there's gold down there and sure and shooting, sure it looked like somebody taking a handful of like little pickers and fine gold and and threw it on the ground i don't somebody must have dumped out a bucket of concentrates there thinking wow. they had already run them and so she was just as happy i mean she panned out <clears throat> that my whole front yard boy it was over with but she probably got like i don't know maybe a <laughs> quarter of an ounce <laughs> Well, that's not bad for just painting in the front yard. Yeah. I suspect somebody, you get the buckets mixed up sometimes. Right. I suspect somebody dumped out a bucket that hadn't been uh, run through the sluice box.
6: And as far as on the gold ship, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Literally got two pictures, we got two pictures in there, so I don't even know where yeah, that. Little, came yeah.
4: From. Pictures, yeah. yeah, we get a little sloppy every now and then. I mean, you got yeah. so much gold. I mean, wait. All right.
6: Yeah, it's all those pounds of gold. What do you do, you
3: know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you drop a picker here or there, you know? <laughs> well, it looked, if I remember correctly, it looked like about a couple grams you
0: swept up. Now, that, that'd that be a good job for all the mining shacks and stuff, but made oh, hey, service, got, Brian. You go, go around, vacuum up floors, <laughs> and pan out that.
6: No, yeah, you just yeah. go to, go to all the sure. dredges that's parked there at the harbor and ask them if you can clean up underneath their boxes. That <laughs> yeah, you know. want me?
4: Yeah, it's like you want me to clean your dredge. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <let's>
2: <laughs> there you yeah, go, Bernie. Yeah,
4: yeah, detail your dredge for you. Take the hose of
2: the
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, did that. Yeah, Especially.
2: Oh yeah, the hose changed, man. That that was rewarding. That yeah, was a lot of gold the hose.
3: That was amazing. That, that was yeah. that was that was that was uh yeah. Is that in there? Totally unexpected. He oh, yeah. was
2: doing, he's like, oh, dude, there's gold in there. I'm like, well, hold on, let me grab my camera. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah. Yeah, cool.
3: So, Brian, next time you go up there, take one of those little, uh, those little vats, battery operated vacuums. Just vacuum the floors up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's pipes on the, in the middle of the floors because they're right up uh, put two pontoons on the side. So, there's like a structure on the floor there. And, uh, Underneath those like bars is where all the dirt and the gold hides, and loom <laughs> there really good. You can you can make a make a living probably. <laughs>
3: <laughs> detailing ships and dredges. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, there, there was there's still quite a bit of dirt there. No,
3: you yeah, also you also went over to a bucket dredge, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, number six. Me and Gary there.
3: Yeah. Nah, to, uh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, that was over uh, near the Tomcod there. Uh, so we got permission uh, to, to go on there. And, hey, wait a second. Uh, Gary.
6: Before you say anything, do you do you, you uh, sure yeah. you want to give this away? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we'll just tell some of the story. So, yeah, no, we did. We uh, we took some of the dirt off the sluice boxes, and uh, we panned it up. Well, um, there's gold there for sure. And uh, we need to go back, but we were unable to... We need to go back to do something, but we're able to get back in there because there was a gate that was locked. And uh, anyways, well, we need to go back and make another video. <laughs> yeah, it's easier in
4: the winter time because that pond is frozen. You can just walk right over it. As it was, they were having to walk down like a a a plank over uh, some water and kind of tipsy. And but come winter time, heck, you can skate over to the dredge and go aboard it. And people have been hitting that dredge for years, but they have not gotten it all. And these guys, I think they found, uh, they got into some pretty good stuff. So, uh, But there's more to be gotten later.
3: Well, I'm sure. I mean, without, without literally dismantling it, you're not going to get all them cracks and crevices. And, uh... Oh, they're dismantling it.
5: <laughs> oh, okay. Well,
4: there you go. i don't mess around. They don't (laughs) mess around. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That
2: was fun. But, yeah, I need to say we got to go back and finish the job. Do you want to tell them about your plans for next year? Are you allowed to talk about that?
4: I can talk about anything I want to talk about, Brian.
2: Yeah, just because it's (laughs) it's real exciting what you got planned for next year, for next summer. Uh,
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm up here. I'm here in Nome right now getting – ready for the winter season, moving things around. Um, we got the crawler. I've been working on a bottom crawler for a few years. I got sidetracked with the um, the gold chip, but ready to get right back into that. I got a big ass 16-inch pump. That's, they, he's finished building my pump down in Texas. Bring it up here, and hook it up to my bottom crawler and put that thing on the bottom. Out of yeah. that new leaf track I bought. And eventually get it so that we can control it from the surface but in the beginning i'll have a diver down controlling the uh, bottom crawler which is basically the traction frame off a mid-sized excavator and the arm off a um, uh, uh what you call a backhoe chase 450 backhoe and then i'll have a nozzle attached to that arm and attached to that big 16-inch pump and We'll just suck it up. We'll go right back where we were this last summer and work that line. There's a line that fell out to the beach. My claim is a mile long and it's 375 acres and a, a, a square mile is 160 acres. So I got a, like two and a half square miles there or whatever it is.
5: Wow.
4: You know? And um, so uh, that bottom crawler, that claim has not hardly been touched but I got some deeper water out that's 40, 45 feet deep. I know damn well it's not been touched. I know one diver that worked out there, he dives deep and he was out there a couple of summers ago and each way up and down, he was on two ounce an hour stuff with a six inch dredge. And that was in about 45 feet of water. Put that bottom crawler out there and figure it out. It's uh, like anything else, new piece of equipment, it's gonna Take a while to get it working right. Right. Yeah. What I do, what your... I do, and then I'm gonna keep the uh, gold ship. I'll I'll keep that from now on, and then uh, so um, I'll have that one floating dredge, which as far as I'm concerned is the best one in Nome, and then I'll have the uh, the bottom crawler, and uh, I think that's about as far as like dredges. That's about gonna be it for me. That's all I I want to deal with right at the present time. <laughs> Oh, that so, bottom but,
3: crawler, with that bottom crawler, so what are you doing? You're going to be on the bottom, you're going to be digging up the material in front of you and sucking it up, right? Sucking crawler. it up. I'm not,
4: I'm not going to dig it. I'm going to suck it. Oh, Although, okay. I'm going to leave the bucket on there so I can rip up the ground if I have to. I'll probably put a rake on it. Well, that's what I, that's, Yeah, that's what I
3: meant. Just, just got to yeah. dig it in front of you. And
4: break yeah, it, up yeah. and suck it up. I'll break it up and then knuckle under with a with a rake and then extend the nozzle and suck it up yep. and send it up top. Sounds like a wiener. That'd be fun. To,
3: but, but that's for next summer, you hope.
4: Yeah, right. And then this coming winter, uh, we already got our spot picked out. If the ice is such that we can get out there, it's different every year. But if it's nice enough that will let us get out there, we're out there, shoot. Uh, we must have been down to three-quarters of a mile. Uh, No, no, I take that back, about a half a mile from the beach, seaward. We were out at sea mm-hmm. about a mile from the beach, a half mile. Well, a lot of times the ice is really flaky out that far. So if we get lucky and the ice is nice and thick and we're able to get out that that deep, out that far, uh, we will have a very good ice season, I guarantee you. Uh, so is,
3: there, is there a certain thickness of ice that you want to see before you go out there?
4: I like to have at least two feet of ice. I, I mm-hmm. would do it with a foot and a half. If I don't have at least a foot and a half, um, it, it's real flaky. It's dangerous itself. I put all my equipment on floats. I got all my, uh, all my equipment. I got, uh, like three different um, platforms that are on inflatable pontoons. The main comm shack, I got two, uh, 20 footers that are 36 inches in diameter and, um, uh, the comm shack itself, it'll be essentially the same one I, I had last year, except with some modifications. Uh, it'll be inside a double uh, Cabela igloo um, ice fishing tent that's eight by 16. <clears throat> we'll set up in that. And then I got um, two other floats with smaller pontoons that, um, that we'll use to support the engine and pump and generator and then another uh, uh, one that will we'll just have a single ice fishing tent. That'll be for the divers to change out and hang up their gear and so forth. So um, oh, that's just, a, right that's now, a, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing up here right now. That's getting a all major that equipment operation. ready.
3: Just in, just in the tents alone, that's a major. You're looking at what? four 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 pieces of equipment just for cover?
4: No, um, essentially it'll be, well, for counting the sluice, I got to have the, I got to build a sled for the sluice. I'm not going to have it on float. So, but um, I'll have two 20 footers supporting the main um, the main structure, our comm tent. Um, and then two 16 foot pontoons on a platform, supporting a platform that'll have my pump and engine and generator. And it'll have a tent overhead also. And then an eight by eight platform with a couple of small, I think those, uh, those red pontoons, Brian and Gary, I think they're 12 feet long. Whatever, um, we'll put a couple of those small inflatables under that. So if the ice does go out, which has been known to do, right, we can stay afloat. Uh, we're not going to die. Uh, we've been some <laughs> close calls with other people around here, some good friends of ours, and I almost lost my rig two or three different times when the ice broke off and drifted out. I've uh, been real lucky on that. I don't want to take any chances with it. That's why I'm putting everything uh, on inflatable pontoons, so that worst case, if we get blown out to sea, uh, we, we will stay afloat.
3: That's pretty important out there for sure. So I can, have you run across, in, while you're down there dredging, have you run across any sunken barges or dredges from ones that have fallen through before? Well, they no, meet.
4: they found a nice anchor there uh, last summer. I think it was Gary found a pretty big anchor, but uh, no, I mean, but this is this coastline is littered with shipwrecks. You got this website site called Shipwrecks of Alaska, uh-huh. a bunch in Nome, and I'm telling you, God knows how many shipwrecks along this coast. It's very dangerous. Uh-huh. The weather kicks up real fast. And it's shallow here, so the sea builds up. Mountainous seas will build up just almost instantaneously.
3: So, so, so uh, when you yeah, so when you see those uh, <laughs> on the go shows that's up there in the very scene, you 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 see them talking about. All of a sudden, there's a storm coming up. It's it, is it that quick? Is it that severe? That
4: you gotta yes. recover. The really- answer is yes. It's, it's almost like flipping a light switch. And in some places it is. They get what they call willy-wise. Uh, not in this particular location, but some places around here. The cold air will build up behind the range of mountains and then it will spill over like pouring water out of a bowl down through a gap in the mountains. Uh-huh. And it'll come down valleys. And I've seen the time over in Valdez, I was out on deck anchoring a ship and it went from being pretty moderate to damn near Froze me in place like an icicle in the space of like two minutes, just a, a you know, a minus 20 blast moving it. And it picks up a lot of speed when it comes down, it'll be moving at 50 or 60 knots down the hurricane fourth winds. And it's just ice cold. And I mean, it'll freeze you in place. So uh, yeah, you can say it kicks up in a hurry. And oh, there's brother, just a uh, lot of
2: tell me what happened to our neighbors, the Russians.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, uh, yeah, our neighbors, uh, we, some guys we know here, they went down a Bluff, and these guys are known to stay too long. Gary dredged with them summer before last, and he knows. He was so glad that he was on my boat rather than with them. And this guy, he, he, he didn't know much about seamanship, and plus he uh, didn't have much regard, much respect for the ocean or the weather. And they stayed too long, and they tried to beat it back into Nome in front of a storm and the storm got them. The night before we were there on the uh, gold ship and Gary was worried about them because they hadn't got back to port. Uh, The next morning we found out that their boat got rolled. Uh, One of them made it ashore, the other two didn't. And then here two or three weeks ago, um, one body washed up, but the other body is still missing. Uh, So that's what can happen. Now, that one, there was advanced notice on that storm, but they just didn't pay attention to it or possibly didn't have the comms down at Bluff to even know that it was coming in. But you got to have absolute respect for this ocean or it will kill you.
3: No, I, I can imagine.
4: So <clears throat> Gary knows a lot more about that particular boat because he worked on it the summer before and he had a couple of close calls that almost ended in the boat getting rolled and ended in fatalities. And uh,
6: yeah, I, anyway, I, I'll, tell you,
4: I'll
6: tell you the reason why what happened to him was uh, you know, the time we almost got rolled was uh, we were working, we were getting the good gold in the bluffs, and uh, he, he prolonged coming home. Even though he knew we heard it on the radio that the storm was coming in, he prolonged heading back because, you know, we're getting gold, and it pissed me off at the time, but on the way home, we almost, same thing almost happened to us. We hit a, I mean, huge storm, probably 20-foot seas, and we almost lost it then, and then uh, this time, I believe he did the same thing. He just uh, over overextended his, uh, the time, you know, working. I mean, I know they were getting good gold at the time, so he just waited too long. It just, it just doesn't take very much, you know, and then once that storm's there, and you you got to come back. The only, only, only point to, uh, to get a break is no. So, I mean, they hit it on the way home and, uh, sure. Shit, it, it done them in. This time. Yeah. It's,
3: uh, yeah. It, it's nice to be able to find gold like that, but it's not worth killing yourself over.
6: No, I mean, no,
4: no. no, no, it's not. And that's a long way. Bluffed yeah. the home at 70, 80 miles. And right. Uh there's a safety sound uh, in good weather. You could probably find a channel in the safety sound, but when the rollers are coming in, you don't know where that damn channel is. Not very wide. I mean, in some places, it might be 50 feet wide. No chance in hell in bad weather, you're going to get in the safety sound. So the only place for 70 miles along that lee shore in a storm uh, between Bluff and Nome is Nome. If you, don't, <laughs> if you don't leave yourself time to get back home, buddy. You're, you're, you're going to be in a bad fix. Seems like I mean, God to... bless those guys. I hate part to happen to anybody and right, you know, right. and, but, um, and then one of the, the guys that was working with us at the end of the season, Sasha, uh, he was really good friends with them. They're, they're all Russians, Ukrainians, and they're pretty tight click. And he was upset about it as naturally as he would be. He knew him pretty well. And, um, uh, Anyway, but he's he's uh, kind of that same ilk. The guy has no fear, period. Uh, he just, uh, he, uh, he, he, for lack of a better word, he does some crazy shit that's kind of <laughs> scary. But, um, I mean, and, and that's coming from somebody that does that for a living, you know. Right. So, um, but uh, you you could ask Gary and uh, Brian, some of the things we saw him do was um, – you know, way out there on the ragged edge, yep. and I guess those other boys took it even further beyond the ragged edge.
3: So, uh, our our buddy Scott Swiftwater Tony has a question. Let's see if I can get this right. Hey, uh he wants to know over, when are you going to put two dredges, one on each side of that boat?
4: It's hard enough just handling like one of them, <laughs> and then plus you get down there, and I mean, biggest part of the problem, big part is moving. You know, and you got to, one diver can clear out an area and then you got to move. If you got two divers down there, there's going to be overlap and confusion and people getting tangled up. And then plus you clear the area out and then you got to move twice as fast. Right. I'm not saying you might could get a little bit more production out of it. You know, I've thought about everybody's thought about it. a couple of people have tried it, but it's just not worth the aggravation. It's, it's the only it. thing I could think of, I've often thought about taking a six inch, small six inch prospecting dredge out there with us, but it would be autonomous. Uh, we would put it in the water and let him it'd be something that the diver could pull along with him and then he could come back to the mother boat if he found something. Right. I will probably get into doing that eventually, but as a far little, as rigging up little, so that I got like two eights or two tens on that, I don't think I'm going that route.
3: A little, a little scout dredge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be bad. I mean, that's something that you can move around and just test and test with. And
4: yeah, yeah, bad. and I've, I've already got uh, the platform, all all kinds of damn inflatable pontoons and. All the equipment, we could throw one together and, in an afternoon, probably. Well, hell, I know we could. And uh, then um, just tow it out there with us or lift it up and carry it with us. And we get out there, put that in the water and turn a diver. A lot of prospectors like to work those little rigs by themselves. I personally like to always have a tender, but if it was small and light enough, um, yeah, I, I, wouldn't I, have a, I wouldn't have uh, a problem turning a single diver loose with it. Right, will some do
3: some prospecting. Right. If I remember correctly, didn't uh, Paul Ricky do that when he first went out to the bluff? Did he take like a four-inch I, with him?
4: I don't know. I, I don't think I was watching the show that much. Uh, I don't watch it all the time. I, I'm not sure what he did.
3: I think at, on, on one of the seasons when they first went out to the bluff, uh-huh. I think he took a four-inch dredge out there with him. But the water was moving so much, they couldn't stay in one spot. uh uh-huh. right? And then they lost the good gold out there, so I don't know.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Sean's uh, he 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 moves quick. He, he's a hard man. He keep up with. it. Not sure what he's doing, but he knows his business. I mean, he's been doing it a long time, and he's successful with it.
3: Uh, our our buddy Dano has to go, so we will catch you later, Dano.
1: Peace guys, I gotta go
3: pre salt lots. Yeah, have fun like, driving
1: again. around. Nice see you guys. Hope to see you again sometime here soon. Okay, yeah, nice meeting you. Bye,
0: well, man. you'll be seeing Brian in January.
1: Yeah, I know I got some balls for him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Take, it right, Take it easy, guys. Have a good show. I'm still gonna be listening while I'm driving. I just can't respond.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: Dano off to. We're stoic. We got a big snowstorm coming. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can so, imagine just just having one one what you one dredge on your boat. That's a lot of work in itself. Now you got to try yeah. to maintain two people down at the same time. That would seem like
4: you might as well just get another boat. No, no, you you know the thing about the biggest pain in the ass of this whole dredging thing is the divers. No offense, Gary and Brian. <laughs> but god damn geez, yeah, we a couple g- i want a dread that doesn't have any divers on it it's like uh, i mean they're always out there trying to kill themselves and shit's breaking all the time and
6: hey burning how many divers yeah. did you go through this year
4: oh i don't know about i i changed the divers about every time i change my underwear i mean <laughs> it wasn't that frequently but, it had
5: been <laughs> been better,
4: it, it probably about six or so i think is that what is, is that average is that a yearly thing is that every year? i've been through most every diver in town yeah i mean and most of them don't last long okay yeah. i don't put up with any dead down, enough for long they don't they don't think they think it's like
2: river dredging kind of like what i thought i thought it was going to be like river dredging but the first time i went down. Yeah, like I was trying to hold it all together, but man, it's scary because you're just going down and down and down, and it's, it's all <laughs> it's, green. It's not crystal clear like a river. You just see green and going down. You got like all this lead on you, and these camera people are in your face, and you know it's <laughs> kind of scary. So I can yeah. see a lot of people the first time they'll just freak out and they come back up and they're like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that," you know. But uh, you know, if you can make it down the first time and and you hold it together, you, you'll do fine.
4: Yeah, you do fine. But the thing about this, first-time divers don't usually put much gold in the box. You guys yeah. were the exception. You had some uh, experienced river dredging, which I'll always take a river dredger over at some Navy SEAL or some commercial divers. And those guys tend to be prima donna assholes that don't know Jack Dilley's squad about dredging. I want dredgers. I want somebody who knows about gold. I don't right. want somebody that's, you know, super trained working way below his pay grade out there with a little uka rig. I, I don't need that. No, I would just rather get somebody off the river that knows a little bit about dredging and train them up. All the local guys around here that are worth a damn, we got their own rigs are working on good boats. It's really hard to find good people. Like I said, I've been through just about everybody in town and some of them more than once. And this yeah. year, my main man, Gary uh, Panos, he had to check out uh, because of all this COVID nonsense. <clears throat> they were afraid he was going to get stranded up here, and there were riots in his town. All this shit. Yeah,
5: yeah. He
4: checked out. <laughs> then <clears throat> Gary, Gary something, the one you're talking to, <clears throat> he managed to get himself bent at the life flight his ass from Nome to Seattle at three thousand feet on a Learjet, <laughs> and and. Pressed him back, pressed him up. I think three times, and and uh, but you know he he kind of pretty much recovered and he came back. But a lot of people wouldn't. I mean, he pretty much recovered, except you know that sometimes when he's walking, he kind of veers off to the left a little bit, and if you follow, <laughs> and if you're following him while he's driving, the car just tends to just <laughs> over to the left a line. little bit. <laughs> But That's he's okay. He, he's okay. He's a tough he guy. Is, he, he just choked to left a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little bit of a port list on him these days. <laughs> but he came back. And then same thing with Brian. A lot of guys, when they come up squirting blood from their ears and bleeding from the nose and eyeballs, they probably would have looked in the mirror and said, uh, I'm going home. But Brian sucked. But I had various other people. There's one guy, uh, uh, Crazy Jesus. He was all about, used to dive. Uh, somebody stuck a damn hydraulic hose on his uh, air compressor one time. and he went down and got hydraulic fluid all in his lungs. He was mm. down there dead and had all kinds of shit go wrong with him for three or four years. And he finally came back and he went, <clears throat> come diving with us. He went down and stayed about 15 minutes. If he'd have stayed another five minutes, we'd have been pulling his lifeless corpse off the bottom. And uh, so he didn't last but 15 minutes. And then another guy, little skinny hip dude, he didn't want to use our rig with a shoulder harness, he wanted to use his weight belt. So he gets down there and his weight belt slips off his hip, tangles up with the umbilical, pulls his face mask off, and uh, he's under the boat. The comms go dead. The uh, video goes dead. All I heard was and and I'm thinking, he's dead. He's I mean, dead. he stayed under, you know, two or three minutes go by, I hear nothing, I don't know what in the hell's going on. And then assuming he's not gonna be able to breathe for two or three two or three minutes, you know, he's a goner. But what happened was he came up and he popped up between the halls at the catamaran. He was down under the boat between the hull. Thank <laughs> God for that. And then there were a couple awesome other area. people. I, I don't know. It was two or three others. I can't remember right at the moment. But uh, we went through a whole damn mob of divers. That Oh, yeah. And, and then the crazy Russian kid. I forgot about him. He did okay. He did okay. He's a hard-charging, gold-getting son of a gun. Um, he was right in there with Gary and Brian as far as getting the gold. And uh, so uh, he'll be coming back with us. He might dive with us this winter. But one thing after another, I mean, it's it's like it's a dangerous business. Unless you got your wits about you and know what's going on. Even if you do, you're still a big possibility you're going to get hurt. Right. So um, the air compressor, you know,
2: belts fall off. The air compressor pulleys fall off. Um, one One of our air compressor filters exploded like a bomb on the boat one time. Two minutes after I came up. Two minutes came up. Boom! Sort sounded of like a wow. bomb up, stuck in this piece of plastic over
4: everywhere. But yeah, there's shit that happens, you
3: know? Yeah. It's, so, um... So you, every every year, you must get a large influx of people coming in <clears throat> wanting to do this. So are there, are there people that you use, like, all the time because they're from, I mean, they live in Nome, or... I, mean, I try you, to
4: get... I try to keep the... I try to get good people and have them... Uh, come back time after time. But, you know, I mean, like Gary Panos, I mean, he's he's a top-notch guy. He, he mm-hmm. was my mainstay up here. He was my manager. He did, you know, I could just turn him loose up here and, and let him run with it. And um But he had to go because of, you know, the COVID thing. And then um there for a while I had nobody. And then your Gary, Gary Simpson came back. And then I dug Brian up off the Internet. I was following some of his stuff, and he had just been up to um, the 40-mile, I think it was. And uh, I thought, well, no, I've been up to chicken. And um, oh, the logic so,
5: yeah.
4: yeah, so anyway, we made contact, and um, he turned out to be uh, be pretty good. I mean, not used to this kind of diving, but he knows how to dredge. And so between the two of them, I had the nucleus of a crew. And then I lost Brian. I had to get at least one other guy. <clears throat> and then there was little Max. Max had been with me for three or four years, but he went through a period where he was having a, a hard time uh, showing up for work. And so uh, <laughs> we, we had to let him go for a while. He's back on the team now. He's out there at my uh, at my camp doing some work for me right now. So he'll probably be back. He's uh They've Been a lot more dependable here lately, but right. um, I forgot, I forgot about little Max. So, um, <clears throat> I try to always keep the same people, I try to get rid of the deadheads. The same thing I used to do on ship, I fire all the deadbeats, deadheads, get rid of the deadwood, right? Right, and keep the good guys, and I try to make them wealthy because that's the only thing they really understand when you're trying to show your gratitude. You know, they don't care about your gratitude. They want to yeah, see the gold, right?
2: They don't care about that slap in the back. <laughs> they want that slap in the hand. <laughs>
4: yeah. Know, all, those,
2: uh, all those Chinese dinners help too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: <The Chinese laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, that's my theory. And, you know, it's just um, trying to get good people and keeping them on the team. It's uh, probably, uh, you know, it's one third of the battle. You got to have the equipment, you got to have the ground, you got to have the people, and then there's two or three other ducks who got to get lined up in a row before you actually get the gold. So, um, you know, with Gary and Brian and and little Max back now, I got the nucleus of a good team.
3: So, you know, you're up there with your dredge and your team, and you have other... Boat captains and dredgers with their teams. In general, you guys re- get along. I know that on TV they like to show all the drama and stuff, but generally, do you guys all get along. Where you know you kind of hang out, or are you all a bunch of stuck in the muds?
4: No, we get along. We get along with most everybody up here. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of people that you figure out pretty quick who the good guys and bad guys right. are. You know. I got two lists, the good guy list and the shit list. And so, um, so, uh, and then gold has a way of bringing out the, the best and the worst in people. Right. So you try to keep to the, you know, the good side of that ledger and you'll do okay.
6: Well, I got to tell you though, the whole thing, I was nervous whenever Vernon said he's got a new guy named Brian coming up. Because you always get nervous, you know, because it was just me for a while. And uh, I was thinking, what kind of guy is this going to be? You know, because you, you never know. But when Brian showed up, I was, you know, yeah, me, me and Brian clicked perfectly. So I mean, uh, it, yeah, Brian's a, great, a really a
0: good guy. guy. Absolutely.
6: So, yeah, it was a great decision to have Brian come up, and I was, I was, I mean, the whole year went so much better because he was there. So I'm, yep. I'm uh, definitely <laughs> hoping he comes along.
2: Same thing with Gary. You know, I go, I, he, he, you know, I'm going to live with this dude for God knows whole, how long. I, I didn't know him, and. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, only took a couple hours and shit. we were like best buddies. We're going out and going on adventures and doing things and hitting the bars and hitting on girls and you know having we're a good old
6: time. Type of people, you know, we got the same. You know, we love gold, so I mean, immediately we did, we we hit it off, and you know, we're now we're we're good good buddies, and we're probably gonna remain good buddies for the rest of our lives. You know, awesome. It's a, awesome. It's a Guys, very-
3: the, time, the time that time uh, that we spent with Brian uh that was we had a great time he's he's, he's a character but <laughs> we had a great time camping and dredging and prospecting with him for the weekend
5: <laughs>
3: hopefully we'll do it again real soon yeah
2: got a train coming by
3: oh
0: uh,
2: uh,
0: well i'll we'll take this you. opportunity to do a thank you for a super chat, Ted. Thanks for the super chat. So Vernon, I can't to get see
6: you Oh yeah, nice.
1: Super
4: chat. So, so that, <laughs> what 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 happened?
6: I said I, bro, I said Vernon, I can't wait to get up there and see you this year. I mean, you know, the ocean's still not even got any ice on it, so I don't know. I'm kind of worried.
4: No, nah, it, it'll freeze up eventually. I'm pretty sure it does every year. Although year before last, uh, winter before, not this winter, but um, the, it was very, very piss poor ice. I mean, the ice broke up and went away on um, March the 15th, which was a month, month and a half early. And I hope hell we don't have another year like that. Yeah. That'll be a disaster. Uh, if we have some good thick ice, we'll do well. Especially if it's flat enough that we can travel out to our spot. Um, yeah, we'll do well. So you need yeah. so you need a, a good week of freezing weather with no winds, right? Oh, uh, you need more than that. Yeah. No, it takes more than a week to yeah. build up that kind of thickness. And then usually it'll freeze. Then the wind will shift and some things will happen and they'll break off and they'll go back out to sea. Then the wind will turn around and blow it back in. And the edges will ride up and ride under. And that'll happen two or three times. It makes a, sometimes it happens several times, it makes a big jumbled mess out there. Other years, I've seen it one year where it just got cold and stayed that way and it was flat. We, we, got, we drive to Tomcod, 75 miles an hour. It's almost like a freeway, flat. And um, so it every year, it's totally different. You never know what it's going to do. If we're lucky, we'll be able to go down there and launch right off the beach, go out there a half a mile out to where we'll be uh, dredging, and pop down, and bada bing, we'll be on the go. But, you know, fingers crossed the odds of that happening i'd say right now i'm 50 50. last year um emily and her crew were down there just right this right to the west of uh, my claim they were on 14. i i, I butt up against 14. and uh, they couldn't get out to where they needed to be um, the ice was not sufficiently thick they had a tough time of it and Fifty six. My claim. I don't think we'd have been able to work fifty six last winter. So, you know, I'm just hoping that this year we'll will be able to get out there.
3: So I think I think I'm not sure, but Nugget Brain Peterson, our buddy Wayne, asking about the big submarine. Is that the the, the crawler that you, that
0: we were talking about earlier? No. It- I think he means the big submarine dredge. A crawler right. is like an excavator, right? And the turret's up above water. And
6: he's talking about the big submarine dredge that's that's fenced off, parked on the uh, right. Right. The yeah, Avenue. you're talking about
4: guts up on submarine, probably. So, well, what do you want to know about it?
3: We just want to uh, know uh, if it's still there. If it's still there. Oh
4: yeah, it's it's still there. Uh, friend of mine, uh, Gary Gupta, and his son built it and spent, God knows, I don't know, a million, whatever. Uh, and um, it didn't work, although I think it probably could have worked, but they got out there and uh, uh, almost drowned and scared the crap out of themselves <laughs> and brought it back in and it's been sitting there ever since. Yes. Uh, I tried to get him to let me take it out and, um, I, and, and I tried to buy it from him, but he wanted too much money for it. I think, um, he, he ended up getting uh, salt water and its hydraulic system, but that could have been cleaned out. And it, it's, it's some modifications, but with some modifications, I think it would have worked. But, um, once he was done with it, he was done. He went on and built some other, um, rigs after that. And, um, but he never um, never really sticks with one all the way through to the end. He, he jumped track three or four different times rather than staying with one until he got it to where it worked. Ooh. And um, so uh, I think he's kind of out of the game now. I haven't talked to him lately, but uh, I don't think that submarine will ever go anywhere.
2: out of like a hundred people that go up there how many do you think are like successful and like will stay at least five years
4: out of every hundred people come here with the intention of gold mining yeah yeah uh probably uh one
6: probably Uh, one definitely
2: probably
6: one probably one yeah i I think a lot
2: of people on facebook they want to come up and like drop their whole lifestyle come up and get a lot of gold and uh I mean, I don't want to be Debbie Downer in anyone's hopes and dreams. And, you know, but uh, if you don't go up there, man, you, I mean, it's just a whole different story. It's real expensive. There's no Home Depot. There's no, like, you know, th- there's no stores or anything like that. I mean, just to get supplies, you got to, like, barter with people and make friends with people and trade. And, you know, it, it, it's it's hard just to, to keep going. And then the other
4: thing is not, not knowing who to listen to. You know, there have been All a few right. people that I tried to. To tell what I know and keep them from stepping all over their dicks, but they wouldn't listen to me. They listen to some guy that conned them out of all their money, you know. So <laughs> they just refused to be helped. And uh, so, you know, God bless them. I, I can only do so much. Uh, uh, but uh, that's the part of it is, if you came in with very little resources and you had some good guidance, a good mentor, you could probably make it. You get the right kind of little beach launcher, little small rigs, little one-handed operation to start out with and build on that, making a little gold while you're learning. Right. Or even just come up here with the right kind of beach mining rig and then knowing the people around here, there's some people who will show you the material you need to get. And you can do okay beach mining. Um, I was going to ask you about up? that. I was going to ask you yeah. about
3: people mining on the beach out there. Uh, do they do a... I I know we had uh, our, our buddy Mark, um, John Markham was up there what, a couple years ago. Yeah, who was he working with? I don't know if he went
0: out with anybody. Oh, he did dredge, didn't he? Yeah, he graduated with somebody out there. I, mean, just uh, I think it, it was small. the Kellys, maybe. Maybe I don't know, would have to ask Mark, but we. Yeah. Looks like Thomas is having trouble with his mic, though. But we have a very good friend of the channel that that wanted to hop in. I I like his wardrobe tonight. Yeah. Military. Um, couple then, generations of so- uh, flashing your pan towels and sporting his veteran's hat, but he's having trouble with his mic.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that you? No. Can't hear you yet. <laughs> it's trying to connect. Pick a different option on your mic, Thomas.
2: Uh, that microphone button gets kind of funky sometimes.
0: Might have yeah, yeah, to check yeah, yeah. your headset for your yeah. headset
7: mic. How about if I? How about if I? Oh, there you go. How oh, about if I just yeah. unmute? How about that? How, does That'll that work? That would be good. That would
3: be good. i have tried to tell people that before, but they don't listen. Unmute.
7: <laughs> What's up? What's up, Thomas? You guys, I'm just here to join the fun.
3: Well, cool. Nice to see you. I haven't talked to you in quite a while. Hello.
7: Yeah, I have it. Uh... Got out there and did much and hadn't seen you guys.
3: No. Right.
0: Uh, do you have something for Vern or Vernon or Brian or Gary? Well, you, Brian, you I know to we to you I, but... I'll
7: talk to him. I talk to him. I can talk to Brian anytime.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
7: but, but Vernon, I got a question for you. Okay. <clears throat> who, who was the guy that... Uh, I can't remember which season it was, but he came there and he had, he was either, I don't know if he was just brain aggled from service or whatever, but had this fit about the weight belt. Yeah. That was, that was Hurricane.
4: Uh, that was Hurricane Dave. Oh, He's dude. out of Florida. He's a sponge <laughs> diver. He goes out. Uh, hang on. Hang yeah, on. You're back. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Dave, uh, yeah, no, he was authentic. Um uh, he uh, he was the most tightly wound person I've ever met in my life, bar none. Oh, there some nice. people that was staying at the uh, hotel with him here, back where the Polaris bar used to be, he was having animated conversations with himself <laughs> all night long. They could hear all of it down there. And then, um, but what he does down in Florida, he's a sponge diver. He's got his own boat, a nice boat. He goes mm-hmm. out with the two dogs. He probably just drives the dogs crazy. But that's a perfect job for him. He goes out by himself. He's down on the bottom of the ocean breathing air through a, a hose. Right. And that's where he needs to stay all the time. <laughs>
7: <laughs> that that was by far one of the funniest <laughs> things I had seen in a long time. <laughs> Believe me, I've had some
4: characters come through. But yeah, he was uh, right at the top of the list. Him and uh, probably uh, Steve Rydell. Steve Rydell is a... Another, oh, on, on yeah, sitting, flaming nutcase <laughs> yeah. of the lowest order. And now,
3: uh, Vernon, now this guy here, he'd be a good dredger for you. He oh, loves yeah. the dredge, he loves all the right, dredge.
4: All right, all right, all right. Well, he uh, he knows how to get a plane ticket to Nome. <laughs> come on
7: up,
0: <laughs> uh, he was just up there last year.
7: Oh, uh, really? No, Early this year, early this year, yeah. Huh. Oh. yeah we yeah if you get back up there um look me up we'll take you out works for me
5: <laughs>
7: hey hey, hey brian uh did you do any beach mining uh no no
2: we um i was gonna do some beach mining but uh vernon uh said he had a four-inch dredge i'm like oh you got a little oh, okay well yeah there you <laughs> go <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then, uh, me and gary we, we took it out oh geez where we go 20 miles out of Nome, we found a nice little creek and uh on our days off, when we had some bad weather, we, we took the little dredge out there, and uh, you know, um, uh, Gary uh, was one of Gary's buddy. Has a, a nice claim out there, and he let us come on. And so, when we weren't dredging on the big dredge, we went dredging on the little dredge.
7: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> hey, fish your downtime. It works. Hey, okay. you, you,
4: we'd have been better off. I think you guys would have. I think we'd have been
6: better off. Yeah, <laughs> for a living was <laughs> beach mine,
4: and yeah,
6: pretty good. It kept me going
4: we that's what i was going to say we'd have been better off we went out to clara creek but we'd have been better off if we'd have set up a beach mining operation yeah but uh, w- once we get back in private conversation i'm going to tell you about something i got going down at cougar rock so uh, yeah i want to go down there yeah yeah okay all right all right I Brian's light I'll, up. Tell you about it. I'll tell you about it later yeah. <laughs> We but uh, geez, lit up, didn't it? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we
7: took, uh, we took but, a road um, trip down there. That's a, that's a
2: really nice place, uh, it's kind of far, yep. but it, it's cool.
4: Well, you know, I think I was telling you about those three or four claims that I was trying to locate over there. Well, I finally got back in touch with a guy that um, owns them, and he's offered them to me for a very good price. Mm. So, all I got to do is find the money. And one of my daughters, uh, she's just an uh, insurance settlement. I would try to caught her into buying the damn thing. <laughs> the time I got the money out of her rather than buying her. <laughs> Here, Dad, I buy that. To
2: reach here. I still haven't
4: met her. Uh, Brian, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Would she be safe? All right, no, actually, would you be safe? <laughs> yeah, well maybe
2: it's the other way around, yeah.
3: So Vernon, how how far out off the beach can you go to find gold? How far is the furthest people have gone to find it?
4: Well, it's a matter of depth. You don't want to get out past thirty feet normally. I mean there's a couple of guys around here who dive deep. But they've got special training. They got the little wristwatch computers and but I try to keep my guys in – I don't like to get out even close to 30 feet because they'll dig a hole and next thing you know, they're 35 feet of depth and then they're in the right. dive tables, and they right. can get injured. That's mm-hmm. what happened to Jerry. He got bent. He was out there 40 feet and he came up too quick uh, and, and down there died because of it. He could have been messed up forever. Yeah. So I like uh. to keep them – fortunately, well, on this new claim we got, we found good goal in about 26 feet. Oh, cool! But uh, but so that that was about a half mile from the beach, and there's that line, there's that thirty foot line, there's that old beach line, okay? It's an ancient beach line that parallels the present beach line, and it's out there at about roughly thirty feet. You ever take a couple of feet on each on each side in depth, and it varies how far from the present beach down where we are on Claim Fifty Six. It's out there. I think we were probably about a half a mile from the beach. And then once you go past that, uh, you got, you No, I mean, just as a normal diver, you don't want to do it. I know guys that uh, it's just too dangerous. You don't want to right. get in the water it's, that's. Well, um, I think
3: uh, it's not that it's, there's no gold out there. It's just too dangerous to go out. It's not uh, worth the risk.
7: Well, right. I think, and, I think if you're going to dredge, you should be at least have basic divers training. I mean, if you're not, at least, that, especially if you're ocean dredging. Now, ri- river, you know, that stuff, we're, you're not worried about that too much. But for going into the ocean, I think you should have at least basic diver training. If it you're would, that.
4: Yeah, it would, it would be a good idea. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> I would agree with that. But surprisingly, not a lot of divers up here feel that way about it. Uh, oh, well, they, they those just, are death cases. <laughs> yep.
0: Especially so, ones um, who use hydraulic codes for air hose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was,
4: that was crazy. And that guy, I knew him when he first got to know him about a year or so after I did. He came up here, him and all his buddies, they came up because of the show. show hit the air in uh, 2011, I think it was. Well, that was our first season. Then in 2012, this place, went, they had so many people up here. They opened up down by Dredge 6 at the campground, and it had hundreds, of, a few hundred people there, dredgers. Wow. They came, they and gold, that's a year it hit, uh, 1900, just on one day, and it went down to mid-17, 1800s.
5: Right. Um,
4: well, they all came early in the season with dreams of getting big gold, and by the <laughs> middle of August, you could have fired a cannon through that campground and not hit anybody <laughs> Steve Rydiel, he had a place up on this plateau called steve's world and he had visions of having a commune and everybody was gonna cook in this <laughs> cooking tent and they were gonna share everything and keep things clean and gonna have a uh, restroom facilities and all that it turned into such a shit pile like you wouldn't believe you think guys are gonna wash any dishes forget it that won't happen so um by the time it was over with uh, that campground, uh, they came up here. They spent their money. August had started getting cold. They all built they, whatever they could beg, borrow, or steal. Get a plane ticket and get out of here. And a lot of them just left their gear right where it was in their tent. Their tent got all blown over. It was crap scattered from all over creation up there by Judge Six. It took a long time to clean up that mess. But... Um, that whole communal thing that Steve got into, uh, that turned into just a, a, a damn nightmare. Steve. Uh, yeah, but um, but anyway, I, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember now. A lot of but people, I, yeah, sure. a lot of people oh, come up here, but they, a lot of them right. don't stay. You know, when they find out what's involved with the process, uh, they bail out real quick. It's definitely, um, you know, it takes a different breed of cat to stick with it up here. Right.
2: There's not and, even a laundry mat, so whatever clothes you have, you, you can't wash them. I mean, you can wash them in the ocean or something, but you can't go. There's no laundry mat. There's no car wash. There's no, you know, there's nothing like well, that.
4: Well, there's uh, soap and suds, but, I mean, it's soap and suds, <laughs> they still wash clothes there? I no. Know, uh, it's no, just no? a bar. <laughs> okay. Trust me, okay, we've been so there. <laughs> there's no place to wash no clothes. I took my clothes down there one time. I put them in a the dryer, and I guess it's some kind of a propane heated dryer. When I took it out, all the bleach clothing had melted. <laughs>
3: oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. That like a Me good and place Gary were a man. <laughs> <laughs> we were lucky because uh,
2: we used Burns. Uh, we couldn't even take a shower. We had to take a shower at Burns and wash our clothes at Burns. So I couldn't even imagine people. who. who
0: who don't have that option, you know? So, go there, open a a bathhouse and a laundromat and mine the miner. Yeah, I think they will not let a laundromat go
2: because it uses too much water or something like
4: that. Yeah, if you do that, if you do it commercially, the city will put so many charges on you, it's not economically feasible. And that's why nobody does it. Uh, Because of... So, um, yeah, yeah. So it's just having clean clothes is problematic. There's no, you know, laundromat to
7: chop down to and wash your clothes.
4: So, well,
7: well, besides the, uh, the, the, the coast guard regulations and things, what else do you guys have in a way of like paperwork or that type of thing that you got to do before you can actually get out there and dredge?
4: Uh, you don't have to do anything just to dredge. I mean you're supposed to have a permit. I mean me being a claim owner, I have to keep my claims in order and, and uh file yearly paperwork and I have to have a permit. But for you as a just an individual that wants to go dredging, if you want to dredge on somebody else's boat, then you just, you know, make your appearance and say, Send me in, coach, and and away you go. Um if you wanna have your own small dredge like a six inch dredge or even an eight on each wreck area and uh just dive in the dredge in the wreck area uh you don't have to have a permit uh the regulations are not that onerous generally speaking you can still do it without a whole bunch of bullshit but they have put uh, a lot more regulations on it since the show started up than the, than were in place before, and those regs uh, drove a lot of dredges out. At one time, the Coast Guard came in and put all these uh, regulations on dredges. You had to have uh, red, white, red lights, six feet apart. Some of these dredges weren't even eighteen feet long; they went <laughs> down to eighteen feet of light sticking up in the air, and they wanted to, you to be. Lighted and equipped just like a damn ocean-going dredge, ocean-going harbor dredge would uh, would be, and uh, but they finally relented on that. Although we still have to have the red, white, red. Now you, they only have to be like three feet apart instead of six feet feet apart. Um, I'm used to dealing with regulations. I've dealt with the Coast Guard all my professional life, so for me it's fairly easy. But A lot of other people, they just, once you hit them with a a flurry or a snarl of regulations, they just curl up in a ball and and they're done. They can't deal with it. And I hate dealing with it, but you know, you got to if you want to do business. Right. Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: So, Gary, you you were telling us about. uh... About your experience, did you tell us how you got to Alaska?
6: Yeah, I actually told you how I got to Alaska. I just uh decided one one oh, after yeah. I got a season done i just uh my brother told me you need to go to Alaska, and I said, okay, so <laughs> So I got a plane ticket and a backpack, and I flew there and uh, got off the plane and didn't know nothing about Alaska, didn't know. You know, I knew that they dredged there, but uh, got off with a backpack and uh, about a 100 bucks in my pocket, went down to the beach, and then I set up, you know, my tent on the beach, and then I just went back to the harbor and started talking to everybody and told them my experience. And uh, eventually I picked up a, a job on one of the biggest dredges in Nome, a 14-inch suction dredge. Which is the biggest one in Nome, actually, uh, for the suction dredge, and then just went from there, you know. But it, but even even when I got on the dredge, it took us um, that the weather was so bad that it took me a month and a half before I even made my first dive on it. So I was there for two and a half months before I made any money at all. And actually, uh, actually, when I after I did the four dives, it took me another month to do four dives or five dives, six dives, something right in there. And then it took me another month to get the money. So, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, but, but the thing about it is, Gary, his grandpa was up here in Nome a long time ago during the gold rush. And there are, there's a whole contingent of Simpsons running around. He got more damn cousins and relatives up here than they even knew about it. Look <laughs> in the phone book, you're like two pages of Simpsons. So, I guess his old granddad wasn't just doing gold mining when he was up here. <laughs> but, but but they like gary they like gary up here he's got the right name you know oh you're gary Simpson. oh yeah i know it's yeah yeah well yeah. that's my cousin you know but uh so um this was um he already had the path laid out for him. i was i was
3: just gonna say he didn't he didn't have it as hard as like most people then because he had already in.
6: Family there to take them. <laughs> I didn't know anybody up there when I got there. All I know is that you know my 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 great uh, great uncle or whatever he was. He in the 1800s he opened a community uh, store there, and then he married a uh, native woman, which and then they had kids. I guess so. He's a Simpson. So I went up there, but I never found this out until later on after I got established there that there's a bunch of Simpsons in the town and, and we <laughs> could be related. We're not, you know, I'm not doing no that. Yeah, me.
4: well, you could be my ass. But pretty some cute. of those guys are pretty cute. Some of those guys are pretty cute, Gary. I mean, you could claim them as cousins, <laughs> but second cousins,
2: okay?
4: <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to ask a couple of them the name before he... Uh before he
6: sat down next oh. to him <laughs> know, yeah, so. but yeah i do know a couple of girls that are their name's last name simpson and they're they're cute girls but you know they're probably about the two or three only cute girls in gnome <laughs> oh i should a lot of gnome people might be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know one of the things i
7: thought was really interesting because from the show standpoint we may think it's far away, but the Sh- Pomeranke's inland operation is really not that far from known pro- proper. We drove <laughs> through see. it, drove through it going to AKAU and it was uh going to Augie's place, and it was just, I was just like, wow, this is not far at all. What's going on? Yeah, it's only a couple miles out, out, out of the town
2: there, and- I, mean, I think they have another place on Beam Road. Vernon would know more, but I'm not sure if they're going to start working over there or something.
3: So one of the one of our one of the premises on this show is that uh, there's a lot of different forms of uh, treasure hunting, gold mining, metal detecting, just bottle dump hunting, you know, all those different, you know, arrowhead hunting. Those different uh, treasure hunting things. Have you ever done anything else other than gold mine? Have you ever, like, looking for Captain Kidd's treasure? Uh, I I know we all did. I
7: think that would be Uh, Captain Cook's, but okay. Either one. i take either
3: one. Uh, Gary, you ever do any stuff like that? Think about... Maybe looking for buried treasure
6: or anything? I've done it all. Just this weekend, me and my brother went up uh, and used a new metal detector. The uh, I believe it's the Garrett. He just just bought it. Hell of a good metal. De- uh, what is it? It's a Garrett ATX. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Underworld. Man, that thing's a hell of a metal detector. I've used a lot of them up there, and we picked up on them just hot rocks, constant, constantly going off on hot rocks, everything. But this we <laughs> rooted the mountain, and we did really well. That's on the claim that we found all the nuggets, the 300 ounces and the three ounce nuggets. Um, nice. Areas that we, I, I mean, I'm not just, I, I don't want to put them down, but areas that we went over with Mine Lab and all these other ones, um, and we didn't pick it up. We actually picked up and, and found nuggets. So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a product, but uh, yeah, we we do it all. I mean, you know, um, you know, like I said, I've been doing it for 40 years, so I've basically, I've done everything. I mean, we've got hydraulics. I've basically, you know, pretty much done everything there is to, to do, you know. And now I'm working the oceans and trying to find treasure under there, too. So, so <laughs> that was what do you
3: think after this adventure, uh,
6: this will be my final adventure. Uh, we, I've got some really good spots that I want to. Uh, set up some pretty big operations up in California on rivers uh, right up above where we found all the, all the gold, all the big gold. Uh, nice. mm-hmm. There's some really deep holes that we're going to get into, but uh, we've been putting it off because 30 foot deep to just the overburden. We know there's going to be a lot of rocks that we can't see down in these deep holes, but right. we know there's a lot of gold in there. We're just, uh, we're, we're getting set up and prepared to, uh, to go into them and uh, yeah, we're going to do really well in those.
7: Nice. Nice. <laughs> Did we lose Vernon? I think he did. I, he dropped off. I haven't seen him come back. So. Yeah, like it. Or-
0: Thomas got him
3: mad. Oh, what did <laughs> I do? <laughs>
0: come
2: back, <laughs>
3: Vernon. Uh, he probably, yeah,
2: his battery probably died or something. No, that Whoa. could be oh, the, bad. The internet no, is that reliable, man. I'll tell you that. I mean, no. uh,
6: <laughs> no. Gary and Doris has another question. <laughs> no, man, because it cuts off just on the... On this- you know you just never know i mean when it's going to be good and when it's going to be bad aurora or whatever up there but it just it just cuts off you know
2: for oh, no yeah. Reason. Yeah, Verizon uh, your phone my I had Verizon my phone didn't work at all i had like no, i could never make a phone call right. I,
5: had,
2: I had an, an AT&T thing. wi-fi card in a, in a mofi hotspot mm-hmm. and i just barely got a trickle of uh, internet
6: that's another um, thing. Yeah. If you're going to Nome, make sure you have AT and T internet because anything else just doesn't work. Uh, I yeah, think that's a got trickle. A YouTube... I
2: mean, you, I, I couldn't watch YouTube videos because it would just circle and circle. You watch like uh, ten seconds, yeah. and circle. AT and you know, yeah. T.
6: Yeah.
0: No, they do have another AT&T. brand. Uh, I
2: think it's GCI. GCI worked pretty good, I think. But I think it's a local company. Though, so as soon as you get to Nome, you got to go there and buy a phone and, and hook up with all their network stuff, and then that will work, kind of.
0: Uh, G- Miss Laurel. Brian, uh, Gary uh, Gary and Doris Larson has the question is Sean Pomeranke truly a good gold finder the way the show depicts?
2: Brian, <laughs> I Gary into
5: that one. <laughs> <you laughs> <need laughs> <to laughs> uh oh. Oh geez.
2: Well I mean I, I, I've I only been up there this summer so uh, only three months so I, you know I don't know too much but um, I mean, I saw the Christine, well, maybe two or three times in that time period. But uh, I think Sean was working on a much bigger project for most of the summer. Um, I probably the inland,
6: <laughs> His dad's, dad's inland, inland project. project? What dredge was he working on, Brian? In,
2: well, the, the Christine Rose, you
6: know? No, he was. He bought uh, the, uh, the other one. Uh, he went in partnership.
2: No, no, but we probably shouldn't spoil everything for everyone.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we shouldn't do that
2: yeah yeah, yeah I mean, uh, okay i don't know i only honestly i saw the christine go rose go out maybe two or three times uh yeah. you know when sean was on it and they would go out for two or three days and come back
6: and that's about all i saw all summer, okay but he, so he
0: really you don't know
6: no i'll tell you I one thing sure. They, they <laughs> do, do in their inland mine. <laughs> let's just leave it yeah, at I that i mean he might okay. have
2: been doing a lot of inland mining this year i'm, I'm not really sure Well,
6: um, yeah the old man
0: has that Placer mine inland a bit. So. Yeah, well, I think I think the
3: question though, the question though is, is he really as good a gold finder as the show proclaims? That's well, I the mean, question. I,
2: couldn't really
6: just, answer that because You not see, they dance around plan. that. Yeah, <laughs> they tap dance well around
7: that, that <laughs> question.
6: <laughs> he's, he's, he's to that, I'm sure he is, but uh, he might find he doesn't. I mean, he could find gold in the ocean. He could find it on the inland mine. We're just not too sure which. Right. I mean, him. we're uh, not on his
2: boat, so I, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't answer that. You know, um, uh, you know, I'm sure he's a really good dredger and, and miner and excavator worker, and I, I know he finds gold, obviously, but uh, yeah, I can't. Answer. Oh, if the TV really makes him look much better than he really is, I, you know, I just don't know.
0: Okay, uh, Downey's de- detecting and prospecting, our buddy Bob Drake. Uh, what's the best gold ounce per hour Vernon had ever dredged in gnome, Gary? You might know this since you've been with him a while.
6: Yeah, uh, I know, I know, I know what the answer is to this, and it was this year whenever I was down, <laughs> <laughs> I literally was averaging, I believe, close to two ounces an hour. Wow, um, yeah, that
2: one spot, that one spot, Gary was hitting it real. I mean, even on the TV. Because uh, the diver has uh, on the on his helmet there is a camera that we can see on board, and Gary was just flipping out. He's like, "Look at all this gold! These point, and he's pointing. all you see is his fingers pointing all these pieces of gold." I'm like, "Holy shit! This is crazy!" And I was you just up the- top watching this, you know, and
6: yeah, he it- was on some really really good stuff. Pan out your 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 box. You clean it and you get done down to the end and you twirl it. Well, this was continuously coming off the clay, which is about six inches of material maybe 10 inches of material and then there's hard clay coming out of that as I, I just held the nozzle back and I could see gold pouring off, oh. off of it into the nozzle wow so yeah it, it, <laughs> it was two ounces an hour that's that was, that's the place we deemed super gold uh super you gold. know that's what we called it and then there's super gold too super gold super gold too yeah that's what that's yeah, that, yeah. that we had a couple good
2: spots house. uh Awesome. i mean it's not all the time like that you'll be in some when you're down there dredging just all of a sudden you'll just bang like out of the blue because there's no like difference in the on the bottom of the ocean it's just random i don't know why or how but you'll just get you'll be dredging along and all of a sudden just all this gold just starts falling down and you'll watch it like ah, and you take the nozzle and you're, sticking <laughs> it in there, and you're seeing no. all this gold go up and it'll be like that for like an hour and yeah. then uh, all of a sudden it'll just die out and then you go back to the right um You know, to try to find it again, and I'll be dredging along trying to find it, and all of a sudden, boom! You just get ripped off. I mean, you'll be holding onto the nozzle, and all of a sudden, you just be ripped right off your spot, like a hundred feet. The boat, because the boat, the wind will change, especially in the afternoon. So you'll be down there dredging along, and you get ripped off your spot. The boat swings, and it, it just it, you'll be off that good spot, and you just can't get back to it because the boat swung the other way. And you know, we even had three anchors out trying to hold the boat where it was, and. When those afternoon winds kick up, it just, uh, it'll just rip you right off your spot. They,
6: they literally, on on this year's show, they got pictures, of a video of me where the boat would take off. I would jump up on top of the nozzle, and the, the nozzle would be dr- uh, pulled, being pulled so fast that I would be off the, the dirt, and just standing on the nozzle, holding on to it while the boat's being moved. <laughs> That's That's <pretty laughs> <best>. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was really cool. That time, the, the TV diver that was down there, and got to film
3: all that so i, ho- I hope yeah. he puts it on that was really cool i see
2: our buddy the Bali. Too, uh they won't tell you what's that they're there sometimes so sometimes you'll just be uh working along and then you go to take a rock and you look over to your right and there's like this big thing right next to you with this big huge camera you know like oh <laughs> you don't know what it is they, you know? so one guy <laughs> that the cj guy he freaked out one time because the same thing he turned to his right and there was this big creature thing and you know you're like oh my god <laughs> And one time uh, i had a rock, and so they don't tell you they're oh, to sneak up on you. Yeah, so I had this pretty big rock, and I went to bang it to the right and slammed right into that camera. That camera must have been like a, a hundred grand a easy. It's like one of those big deep water freaking special discovery cameras. And I yeah, really just nailed that
3: thing. thing. Brian, <clears throat> Poly, uh, Pioneer Polly's got a question. Were you ever tempted to put your hand in front of the dredge?
2: Oh yeah, I got my hand sucked up a lot. I like to work. I lay down right on the hose. That's how I like to work. Kind of like I'll actually wrap my leg my back legs around the hose. Um and, and kind of like lay right on top of the hose and I'll take both hands. Right. I it. can move a rock by it's sucking. But sometimes I go to put my hand, grab a rock, and my hand gets sucked up in the air and you get it off, and then you just keep working. I mean, uh, it happens. Your I'm nozzle
0: sure has work. a flap on it to release suction, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. There was a couple of times my hand's like in the dredge, and you got to open the flap, and then you know take mm-hmm. your hand out. Good. So Good. Yeah, Good I got my hand sucked at least 15
6: times. It's embarrassing. I hope they don't show it on TV. How many times
0: have it got smacked by
6: a rock? Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't have any. Hey, I worked a 14-inch dredge. A 14-inch dredge will, will literally pull your whole body into it um Sorry. i mean i believe you, it. You, you it with buoys you lift the nozzle you know you've got to work it back and forth like a, like a lawnmower i've had times when my hand got pulled in there and i mean it literally rips your gloves off and almost rips the suit off your arm oh,
5: I, mean, you can't I can't even it. imagine
6: you get in there, you've got to pull the flap if you can't pull the flap if your head or your body gets in there to where you can't pull the flap you're screwed so, yeah. Oh, yeah
2: one I mean, guy nice. had known died a few years ago because uh, he was on a 10-inch, and uh, somehow he got his, like, chest stuck on the hose or something and and it and ripped his mask off, and he died. They found him dead. He was he was dead mm-hmm. still on the nozzle. Yeah, it was only, like, a few years ago.
0: Uh, <laughs> we have a request from a fan of yours, Brian. Uh, our friend, Mr. Lodak, <laughs> Jaron Wheeler. Uh, Brian, can I have... Your autograph.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. He's got to win this bag of uh, paper here, and uh, I'll sign it for him. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: well, um, well, we're like five I mean. minutes away from yeah. our normal time. Ready to give it away?
7: Oh wow! Yeah,
2: yeah. How, if you want to <laughs> it do it. Uh, I don't know how much is in here, but what this is is, is uh, on my YouTube channel. There's a video called uh, Floor uh, sweeping the floor of the gold chip or something like that and whatever was in that video whatever's in that pan all I did was put it in this bag here and then send it back with a I sent home a whole bunch of gnome beach sand so I just dropped this bag right in there so whatever's in the, on that video is what's in here I, I'm not sure I, I mean it looks more um, like a lot of gold on, on the video but it's probably I don't know maybe a quarter gram half gram maybe it was a gram <laughs> I don't even know I just threw it in the bag and sent it home I haven't even looked at it so I don't know how much it was but if you look at the video that's exactly what's in there it's not a huge amount, maybe. maybe well, I,
0: I'm yeah. sure they won't care, Brian. You mean, um, maybe
7: Brian, cool. it wasn't an ounce? No, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> someone,
2: but, uh, no, it's more for uh, just cool reasons, you know. It, it, it's real gold that came off the gold chip, so, you know, it'll be cool. I hope, like, a fan yeah. gets it, you know. Right, right. Or,
0: uh, well, I mean, we... it's not gold to
2: itself. I mean, I hope someone keeps it and, you know, just shows it off. Oh, this is from Bering Sea Gold, you know.
3: Cool. That's off, off the Wild Ranger,
2: off the Wild uh, Ranger floor. That's a real deal. Yeah, well, right. there's... If you want to see the video? It's on my uh, YouTube channel, uh, American Gold Prospectors. You can just go there and see the video. Steve Ridell actually showed up on that video, too. It was pretty cool. He's happy to be driving by and we're showing him And, there's, there's right.
6: there's and, and uh, our camera,
2: oh, yeah, uh, JJ, our camera guy, showed up. I of them we're very it. thrilled about the amount of gold we got, but
6: <laughs> 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 it was a funny video. <laughs> I, well, the one thing
3: I noticed about when you were showing everybody the gold, they're going, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, everyone's there used to seeing like 20, 30, 40 ounces time, yeah, yeah, you know, right. they're looking at a time. And here we yeah. are, they're all excited with this little tiny like, ah, whatever. You know? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
3: <laughs> so, our, how's, it, uh, how's it going there, Ed? Are we getting the numbers up there? Uh, the last numbers I saw were like
0: 20-something. So there's 50 in here. So you all better get your fingers to walk in and do some talking in the chat room.
7: Oh, we're supposed to be putting numbers. Emojis. No, you're supposed to be chat. No, oh, no, chatting no. no. Chat, we're
0: chat, chat. Oh. To to I don't care what you put in there.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: You have and, to be uh, active sure you, in the
2: chat room. people put, Dan o, everyone although, in there.
3: Although people that are posting numbers, they're not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that quit. That All right. right, we have 29 <laughs> now. Nine right so, uh, <laughs> so
0: get the fingers of work in.
3: Yeah, you're in, Thomas.
0: <laughs> um, let me see. We have Oh, Brian, you, you can't be in there.
7: Sure oh, he boy. can. Sure he can.
0: Win, win <laughs> his own gold.
7: Yeah, let him, yeah, give him a chance to take his own gold back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the AU Migos and Benzo and BMX Don, Dano the Mano, David B and Donald G, Bob Drake East Detecting, ECP, GoPro Unlimited HD. Heavy Meadow, Jason Keith, Jeremy Wilk, Wilker, Toledo Jazz, Jim Am, Joe, I always mess up Joe's name. <laughs> uh, John Wolf, J.B. Lawn and Moore, Kondike, Mike, Mark Miller, Moto Mining, Mr. Lazek. Thanks for the super chat, Bob. Good luck, everybody. Uh 34, come on, people type emojis yeah. i don't give a flying <laughs> flip if you yeah. want a chance you can't lurk lurking's Fair fine now. that's fine i get the view i get the watch time <laughs> but if you want to win
2: gotta write something in the chat
3: that's what it takes <laughs> oh and
2: then you gets a uh, sticker too
7: you say mark Ooh. miller right is that a plug? Mark Miller. <laughs> Inter- interesting thing about that guy. I had a giveaway of those those gold claw pans. And his comment was he didn't want any one of those newfangled pans. Uh-oh. And he, he up, won. And he, and he <laughs> won, yes. <laughs> Wait, Mark, let I'll let tell you this. Show. I
0: love my gold claw. Did he take
7: it?
2: Yeah, he took it. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <took it> <laughs> you know, I, I won some too somewhere. I forget where, but uh, I got a whole stack of them, and I haven't had a chance to even try them yet. So Ray Cruz,
3: try, uh, thanks for it. the super chat. Sorry. So Gary, do you uh, do you have a YouTube channel or anything? Do you uh, do you have you social know,
6: I'm media? I'm I'm thinking oh. about getting one. Yeah, yeah, you got to get one. Why not? California
2: Adventures.
6: Well, I'm gonna have to have Brian help me uh, design it. Oh, yeah. Easy. However, you do he's it,
7: he, he's a good one. He's a good one to help you out. Yeah. Brian Look up
2: and uh, accidentally have the dredge fall into uh,
6: California. There.
0: Just say yeah. you're <laughs> in Idaho or Ohio. We're going to
6: be in Idaho. are going to be here in California, and we're going to go do some real prospecting. We're
2: going to we're going to be in Maine, <laughs> and uh, we'll make some videos over. Right?
6: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I.
2: I and stuff, but uh, we'll be in Maine.
0: I I wink wink. I I wink wink. <laughs> all right. We, how you like
2: the AKU camp?
0: we have forty four in here. How did you like
2: the AKU camp? Did you uh, did oh. you uh, high bank or metal detector?
7: Uh, yes to all. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I did. did you go with uh, Mike Slater? Yep, went out with Mike. Yep, me yeah, and Mike, yeah. we... Mike. Mike's awesome with that metal detector. Oh God, is he? Yes, he he was great. I mean, he by fact he was the one that gave me. You know, he was showing me all the tips about the monster and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, and, you know, <sighs> I found some. You know, I found I found my first nuggets. So yeah. Oh, oh, oh first
3: nuggets!
0: All right, that? in one minute we're gonna draw. Yeah, talk, now. people. We have not huge. forty-four <laughs>
3: eligible. Here's my here's my first nuggets.
2: Ooh, they nice. can't see nice. out there.
6: Wait,
3: Jesse, okay. wait.
2: Wait. Yeah,
6: I'm California pickers.
0: <laughs> now you can show it to the audience.
6: There you go. And yeah right.
0: Jesse found those
3: Northern California. Yep. My first
6: nuggets. Yeah, I
5: found
3: you. with a monster. Gold Monster. Yeah. Awesome. No Tellum Creek.
5: Yeah, yeah. that's, an, that's up, an awesome uh,
2: machine. Last year. I haven't really had too much of
7: a chance to use it, but uh, I did find uh, a half I didn't switch in, it uh,
0: over. The Show them again, Jesse. Oh, did you?
7: Yeah. Yeah. I um, yeah, I used mine in Alaska. So, yeah, that's where I first got the really good practice with the machine. Good machine.
2: Yeah, yeah, the good. I, all right. I just need more training on it. Uh, hopefully, Bill Southern will teach me how to use it a little bit better.
0: All right. Here uh, it is, uh, Brian. Let's right. see who wins this shenizzle. All right, give me a countdown, everybody. Give me a countdown.
2: Three, two, one, go. Bob McCoy.
0: Oh, Bob, Bob McCoy. McCoy. Bob McCoy.
7: McCoy gets the oh. Hello. Oh, Bob's <laughs> not here. Have him, here. Have yeah. him send yeah, yeah. you Hey him.
0: Wayne, hey, Deb. Send
7: it to me. Next, here. he's not him. Next.
0: <laughs> Bob McCoy, are you here? You have one minute to reply. Tag my name. Tag my name. At Flashing Your pen. Oh, he's here.
7: Hey, I see him. Hey, I see him. Up? He's there.
0: All right, all right. Bob Jerry okay.
2: Jerry's
0: in the house.
5: You or me or
2: whatever. Um, have yeah,
0: Bob, Bob McCoy on Facebook, don't you, Brian?
2: Probably. I
0: do. I do too. We'll oh, okay. get you his address. Bob, yeah, yeah. message me and I'll get it to you. uh Paul Brian. I just realized I've been watching the feed for 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh, very God. good yeah, give me that watch time buddy
2: yes well sometimes you, you join in and you forget to hit the live button and I'll, I'll be watching and I'm like responding to things in the chat and people are like what the hell are you talking about
3: yeah <laughs> make sure that like next to the live behind, button you know? it's, it's red oh shit! I'm not live either
7: <laughs> yeah. that's what I just did That I was like why am I seeing this I just saw this yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you don't
0: see that little
3: red light lie. next to the live button, you're
0: not live. Right. Uh, yeah. But
2: yeah. Right. No, that was a uh, good show. Good
0: show. Yeah, I had a uh, really good time. Thank you, everyone, in, for I think joining. Battery us. must have
2: died or gave up. Yeah,
0: it was really fast, and he seemed like he was having a good time.
3: It's probably oh, yeah. a phone gnome thing. Yeah, gnome. The gnome well, tell phone. Vernon, tell Vernon the next time we talk to him. It was great to see him and got a chance oh, yeah. to talk to him. And hopefully, he come back another time. Yeah, definitely. Do it again, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's been fun. He's yeah, official fun. gold we digger. A time, Brian. Um, <laughs> He's just part of the family. Yeah, uh,
0: he is. Next uh, week's we're, our we're, Christmas we're gonna special, everybody. he got to get up
3: and get it himself.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah i usually make coffee he was happy yeah. <laughs> i usually uh yeah i usually got food he, he would buy all the food which is great because the gnome geez he would give me like 300 bucks in cash he's like oh I'll go get some food i'm like oh sweet i'll cook it if you buy it <laughs> yeah, we, had a pretty, we had a pretty good deal with that $300, man. bought a couple steaks and like a, a gallon of milk, and that was about it. It's so, Brian, it. Brian, yes. <laughs> Brian
0: wants to go into overtime, Jesse. You know, I'm seeing uh, that. I'm, no, you put, it. Uh, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: stay put for a little while, Brian. Uh, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. Next week is our Open Line Tuesday Christmas special. I hope a bunch of you are here. Call in. Uh, supposedly, I can have a hundred people in Zoom at one time, so let's try a break an all-time record this coming Tuesday. Uh, the week after that, on the 29th, we're having Wayne Tuttle from Legends of the Superstitions that was on History Channel. Uh, you can find him at Uh, YouTube channel of the same name here. Um, And that's all I'm going to tell you for uh, (laughs) advanced shows. But we got a good lineup coming. Say what, Jesse? I
3: didn't say anything.
0: Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, everybody, thanks again for joining us. I had a great time. I hope you all did too. And till next time, may you always have a flash in your pan
3: And yeah, you know what he's going to say next
0: it happens Ooh. ask Thomas ask Brian ask Smith's Gold
3: two toes
0: <laughs> Jesse it happens maybe one day too we'll meet you on the river but you know what yeah. we're right, out everybody. of here
7: hey guys right, thanks, thanks for letting me in you're welcome right, Thomas man.
3: We're
0: Gary
7: Bale. Brian. we still got a link up now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you everybody. Good night.
7: Oh, good night, guys. Hey man.
2: Have a good time. Two, 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 Gary, two. We <laughs> <saw>. Same <laughs> place, same time next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Same flash channel. You bet.